I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I'm smoking on that gas. Life, life on Cinemax movie. Bought my boo bigger tits and a bigger ass. Who's he? Not I. I'm so strong that Popeye. Louis V's in my archives. Black diamonds apartheid. Bread up with my top down. Top down. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Test Podcast. Your host Rod and Aaron. And we're in the house on a Wednesday afternoon. A very country Wednesday afternoon. Um, I got uh, you know, obviously Karen's here, but we have a very special very special guest. Been a while since she's been on by herself. Yes. Uh, you might know her from uh, the podcast, Where's My 40 Acres, where she is the female co-host of uh, of the crew. Um, you might know her from her many appearances on this show, uh, where she's recanted, uh, re- retold the story of uh, the time she dickmatized that dude down. <laughs> uh, it always has to come up. Um, and you might know her from Twitter, at Miss Music Lover, but it's Deidre. What's going on, D? Hey y'all, how y'all doing? We doing good, sweetie. And I want to give a, a PSA. If y'all don't like country sound, then people go ahead and turn the podcast out right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really. Oh my god, y'all! I was so pissed. Like I was literally <laughs> at work, and I was like, "Let me close this office door because this shit is just getting motherfucking out of hand." <laughs> like I, you know, what's like I said, even though not to give her any more light, but still like. What she said to me was one thing about that whole movie thing. And she was smart on her ass, and I told her mind her motherfucking business. But, you know, what she said to you, Karen, that just absolutely disgusted me. Because it's like, you know, it's one thing when you are, you listen to a podcast and you, you know, might contact the people that do it mm-hmm. and say things to help. Or, you know, just, right. you know, on the lines of being positive or, you know, maybe you should do this, like, that type of stuff. And, you know, I've known y'all long enough that if it was on that wave, then it would have been more accepting. And, right. you know, you would have took it maybe in consideration. You could either be like, oh, I'll change maybe some things or maybe not. But, you know, it would have been in a better spot. Mm-hmm. But the the fact that she just was just utterly disgusted, at, you know, as far as for her words about karen's accent and how she speaks mm-hmm. it's like bitch look at you mm-hmm. how the fuck you know how dare you say anything about somebody's accent which is fine nothing's wrong with it and you know then when somebody blasts your ass you gonna get all mad and shit <laughs> i don't give a flying fuck if you from the bronx i saw her little slide, her little twitter feed i don't care if you from the bronx and you change your shit for college that's your motherfucking business right. you decided to do that and if Karen wanted to change her accent, she would on her accord. Ain't got nothing to do with you. You don't pay a goddamn bill in that house. You don't pay nothing in there. You don't help them out at no point in time. So even if you did donate, I don't give a damn. Like, you don't tell anybody that mm. at all. Yeah. You lucky don't get your ass beat. Well, that, this, <laughs> well, this is, man, what's the tea? And uh, <laughs> we we leave on that note. That's This is uh. It's done. Uh, good show. I just, I'm sorry, but yeah, that just, and then, and I also got pissed because, you know, my parents, you know, my parents, um, you know, I'm, I'm from Charleston mm-hmm. and, you know, it's, it's really like a big Geechee Gullah 
you know, um, area in Charleston. And, you know, my parents, they speak it. And they've had issues when growing up when whites had to tell them that, you know, you're not supposed to speak like that. Mm-hmm. That, you know, your accent's, you know, terrible. It's unacceptable. They said it's ugly. You know, wow. nobody would take you seriously. Like, they, everything they said was just to downplay, you know, their culture and their ancestors and how they grew up. And, you know, my mother and them was like that where some changed it because they thought, you know, that's what it was supposed to be. You know, they used to got, you know, they got chastised for it. And some people didn't. You know, my parents, my mom kind of, you know, switched it up. My dad was like, fuck that. And you know, even, <laughs> even when I went to college, you know, I, you know, didn't understand it. Even I went to college and people used to just be like, why are you sound like that? You know, mm-hmm. and you kind of change things around, even though that was my decision. But, I, you know, it was still on a deeper level with my parents. And, you know, that actually was a deep rooted issue, you know, with them and their point in time. So, you know, at the end of the day, everybody doesn't sound like fucking you, ma'am, from the motherfucking Bronx, you Mm. know? So I, that I took personal, you know, that was like a personal attack to me, even though it wasn't towards me, especially how she spoke to Karen. Cause you know, Karen, if any bitch come, you know, near you, I'll fucking fight their ass. Like they must not know. Yeah, I thought it was funny too because, um, I, you know, I was like, I'll engage people sometimes and I didn't even come in on 10. Like, I tried mm-hmm. to talk to her reasonably, like, yo, what's the real problem here? Cause I don't think it was Karen or her accent or any of that shit, really. I, I think she was like, um, going around to these podcasts saying negative things specifically to the women. Like, when I right. listened to Words on 40 Acres, and saw she had said something to you. I was like, because the thing she said to you was totally different than the shit she said to Brandon about Kim Kardashian. Right. Which, if you look at it, it's also another attack on a woman because she was trying to be like, she's white. You, you can't talk about her like she's not a white woman. Like, it's just like this attack on women from her side. And then you look at her timeline after she got told, all of a sudden she's back to being like, um, I'm, I want to run over here with these black feminists and uh, you, let, let me support this you okay sis hashtag. Like, yeah, get the fuck on, man, because there's something in your life that's missing. You know what I mean? Like, she's not being loved or she doesn't have uh, anybody that looks up to her with the esteem that, you know, the audience and I do and our friends and uh, different colleagues look up to Karen and same thing with you. You know, you're on the show. You're being respected by four, uh, three men, uh, an entire audience. Right, you know, they like, love you. Yeah, pe- like people are showing you love. And I feel like there's people that have this vacuum inside of them because they're not getting that love. And they want to go on the Internet and spread that negativity to everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to. I'm not here for it. Right, right. Ugh. Well. She can suck all the spiky dicks in the world. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I care. <laughs> well, this well, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. You can find us at theblackouttips.com uh, and on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Leave us five-star reviews if you feel the show. And uh, we'll read them on the air um, when it comes to feedback time. Um, the official weapon of the show is... The taser. An unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. And shout out to the people that just finally found out what it was yesterday. Yeah, a lot of people were tweeting like, oh, that's what bullet ball is. I saw someone, I forget who it was on Twitter. Um, I wanted to give him a shout out, but he was like adding people on Twitter to be like, hey, this is what bullet ball is. Go listen to the show now. 
I've been enlightened. Yeah, oh, it was, it was, um, I actually was a, a she, I believe. It was, uh, Deanna, and, uh, is Divine Thought on Twitter. And, um, yeah, she was going around like, hey, they talking about it. <laughs> I know y'all been wondering what the hell a bullet ball is. Well, we went through the whole story of uh Mark Griffin and his rejection on national TV. Yes. To living his dream and uh getting it put in the Special Olympics, man. Good for him for never giving up. Man had to live in his house in his car and uh pawn his ex wife's ring. I mean mm-hmm. that's, that's serious. why she's ex. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's commitment right there. <laughs> um so this podcast is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. They've got it uh well we, Karen and I, we have an audio play on iTunes called The Best of Rod and Karen. Um, it's an entire album showcasing the vocal talents of one Karen Morrow. Karen's extremely talented at voiceover, and we love her accent and her voice. You can find it on iTunes, uh, and uh, I put the link on the uh, on the website. So if you go to theblackoutist.com, it should be on there on the front page. And I'm putting the link in the chat. Um, that's right. Karen gets paid to, <laughs> to have this accent and go do uh, voiceovers. Um, and I guarantee that lady's never been paid for anything involving her voice other than shutting the fuck up. So, um, we also have another sponsor, which is a, a bit sexier. Uh, hey, did you ever heard of, uh, Leela James? Yes. Um, she got a new album out, man. Now listen, I, I'm not into the scene on this R&B shit. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I never really, I haven't listened to R&B since the nineties. And then I listened to Neo Soul and then that was it. Right. But this Leela James album, man, is it just me or is it good? Fall for you? Have you heard it yet? I haven't heard it yet, but I heard her other stuff and mm-hmm. I've heard her live. Her afro is about as is as loud as she sings. She is <laughs> gorgeous. Like yes, I, it's beautiful. Oh, it's just she, and her live when she sings live, you'd be like, oh my god, like you wish you sound like her. Yeah. I'll, so I'm sure it's, it's just as good as her other stuff. Yeah. I've been bumping it. It's called Fall for You. Um, this joint is only 37 minutes long, which, um, it's short for an album. Yeah. But I like yeah. it. I like that though. You know what I mean? Like if it, it's short and it just makes you want to play it again and again. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm going to use that one of these songs. And it, that's the thing too. I just click on random songs. And all of them be good. So anyway, here's one. That's a good sign for you. Y- yeah, because yes. I don't listen to them. <laughs> uh, here we go. Here's one. That's what you sing when you open up that box. <laughs> yes. Fellas and ladies. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about getting the cobwebs off of your pussy? Well, today is the day, I say, an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. And you won't want to go on the internet and say anything bad about people because you'll be too relieved of the stress in your own life. And how can you do that? You can go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off of just about any item. I'm talking everything, man. They talk about, they got those rabbits. You know what I mean? They got the vibrators with like seven moving parts and gears and like, you need to read the manual first. Like they got all that shit. Uh-huh. And 50% off, man. You should go big or go home. Okay. <laughs> Get you one of those like body pillows that put his arm around you at night so you can feel like somebody. Okay. <laughs> you won't have to say nothing to Karen because you'd be like, I'm good too. 
oh lord but in addition to that you can also get three free adult dvds for a little inspiration so you can watch white people with no accents have sex in slow motion and not offend your delicate sensibilities (laughs) plus in addition to that you get a free extra gift that i can't even tell you about but I guarantee you this, you'll, you'll be able to understand all the English that comes out of this gift. Plus, you get my favorite type of shipping. The only kind that miserable people, miserable people support. <laughs> Free shipping. That's right. So if you're a misanthrope, please go to adamandeve.com and put in code TBGWT and get your life for half off. Plus three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Get those cobwebs out of there with code TBGWT at adamandeve.com. You're welcome. All right. Let's let's do this. Have, I have uh, some questions. Yes. I have some questions I want to ask Deidre. Mm-hmm. How, did you, okay. how did you find out? I was listening to Where's My 40 Acres. I, I'm a little behind. I ain't even going to lie because y'all put out shit like we do. So I be behind sometimes. And so I was going back and listening to the one where y'all was covering y'all uh, top five songs slash albums. Mm-hmm. How did you find out about that Keys and Crate? Because I was listening today and, and I heard y'all talking about it and Brandon played it. And I was like, oh, shit, I like this. And then <laughs> and then when I went to go play it. I was turned. I was like turned down for what the rest of the motherfucking day. <laughs> I put that shit on. I was like, boom, 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 boom. and I was. It, it was. I was rocking. And I was like, trap. Yeah, trap music will get your ass trapped in a vortex of ignorance. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, um, I found it on which I found a lot of like artists. Um, that I find that I really, really like, like the Banks girl, I think I talked about on that episode. Mm-hmm. And I remember one episode I tell, told everybody about this, uh, three, uh, this group with three black guys called Watch the Duck. Mm-hmm. It's a, um, MTV University. Like, I don't know if y'all, I know it's not on everybody's, um, you know, cable provider, but they, they always play like really different stuff and, up and coming and maybe not so mainstream things and i just remember seeing because the video is crazy as shit like it's these amish niggas just wilding the fuck out and i was like the hell but this beat is so fire so ever since then it's just been like anytime i can find them on spotify or what have you and i play them so yeah mtv university Yo, Spotify is a shit, man. Like, I'll I go love on, it. Right. I'll go on there, um, and they have this uh, category where it's just like uh, browse categories, or it's, I think it just says browse, and you mm-hmm. can just go to. Uh, I'll just go every week to new releases mm-hmm. and see what's out, man. And I found so much good music that I mean, music people I don't normally even like listen to genres of music I don't even listen to. This morning I was listening to um, the Black Market uh, Rise Against. And it's like this rock and roll thing when i was uh playing basketball and working out man i was so damn hype man yeah. <laughs> like i mean it's just a random you know now this is an album that i you know that i have on my playlist that i you know wouldn't have had and it's only i think 9.95 a month or something for the mm-hmm. like unlimited joint and um right. for a lot of you people out there uh kids bop is now on there so yeah kids kids if, bop number 26 they've been doing this 26 years if you want um is a hundred who is on kids bop because mm-hmm. they see these turn talk you know do like 
toned down two chains. It's hilarious. What right. is the, what's on the new one? Well, they have they have happy on there. So, oh, um, yeah. you know, good. got that going. Um, and the thing is that they thrift sing, shop, they thrift shop is on there. adult content that you, did you kind of water it down for your kids? We're never getting, yeah. we're never getting back together. Everybody talks. Like, I feel like kids bop is basically birth control in audio form. Right. <laughs> like that, that shit will make you double check that you got condoms and, and that you took your pill. Yeah. Um, every day, man. Um, Payphone is on there. Damn, Payphone's on there? Have people heard yeah. Payphone? Yo, Payphone got a lot of cussing on it. Oh, yes, no. that's what I'm like, What's a pay really? Phone? But then it's Kids Bob. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I wonder what they substitute the curse words yeah, for. How, how'd that sound? Click on that Maroon one. Maroon 5, Karen. It's Maroon 5, Payphone. Oh. I'm trying to call home all of my changes spent on you. Where are the times? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a Disney musical. Yeah. 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 They always get the whitest white girl to sing all the songs to. Right. It doesn't even matter who the singer is. And they always sound like they're breaking out in a musical. Like every time I hear this, I just imagine them just doing something random. Then all of a sudden everybody gets up, throw off their outfits and start dancing and shit. They got moves like Jagger. Um, oh, Lord. <laughs> girlfriend. Which girlfriend is this? is not Justin Bieber girlfriend, is it? Oh, no, that's boyfriend. Um, I don't know who's girlfriend. Single ladies. Oh. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at this age, y'all ass better be single. Right. Right. So I'm going to put a ring on it. <laughs> Wait, did she say up in the club? Yes. Yes, up at in six. the club. We six up in the club. Damn it, you six to nine? Ah! <laughs> 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 they must be talking about one of them candy rings. What? Yeah. Right. One of them Starburst rings. <laughs> oh, they are getting it. I hear right. you. <laughs> Some of these songs <laughs> old as shit. Some of these songs are old as shit. Who Let the Dogs Out is on here. Oh. Call Me Maybe. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Oh, what does that who let the dogs out sound? How the hell what the hell that sound? I wonder if like? it's the same white girl. Is that somebody growling in the background? Who let the that sounds like somebody out? chihuahua growling right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weakest growl ever. Oh, who in Jamaican did we? They got uh DJ got us falling in love. Oh Lord. Russia? Oh God. Did you know that was what that Usher does his little Usher? <laughs> Kids bop. Uh, 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 uh. To the left. Uh, to the oh, right. Oh my god. Uh, I wish they had that uh <laughs> 
They need to get that T.I. on here and shit. Shit, he might be on. They, 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 they got 26 of them. You might find them. Big things pop in, little things drop in. Ball on these players. Good they be pronouncing all straight. Like, oh, clear. oh, my God, that is everything. <laughs> Kids Bob. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hold up, why did they go get a dude though? Because the other one was a little girl. girl. They switched this one up, man. So, oh, God. so they got the boys too. Yeah. Side to side, side, side to side. And now the A little last uh, falling in love. You a I kid. I know. Talking about put a ring on. I be like, bitch, what kind of ring? What is on yes. the What is on the floor? It's not DMX is on the floor, is it? Oh, it sounds like a pitbull song to me. Yeah. Honestly, I don't. Yeah, I don't, let me see. Okay, yeah, it's not what I, I thought it was. Get it on the floor. Get it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these little niggas get man. <laughs> I said them kids is getting down. Better come get your kids. Right. Kid wow. Bob might not be for y'all then. Hello? Is this Lionel Richie's hello or a different hello? Nah, that's a different one. Oh, they do got now why would they do Glad You Came when the regular version of Glad You Came is a kid's song? I mean it's right. It's, it's clean a boy as band. it can get. Yeah. So anyway. Right. They, it's hella clean. Yeah. They they got a ton of them, man. So, you know, take that's your time. Great. Uh good life is on here. This can't be Kanye's good life, can it? Oh. Nah, nah, that's not it. No, nah, I'm about to say. No. Nah, they got Katy Perry and shit. They, they, they going hard, but I don't think they're going that hard. Yeah, they took a lot of rap off, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Timber. Yeah, yeah, they took. Oh, uh, Pitbull. That's Pitbull. Yeah. yeah, that's about as rappy as you're going to get with them as Pitbull. Yeah, I don't see too much. No, it ain't, ain't it fun? That ain't us. Uh, that ain't the same as, uh, ain't that's it fun? That's Paramore. Yeah, it ain't the same as Ain't No Fun. If the homies <laughs> have none, that ain't the yeah. same. So, mm-hmm. it ain't no fun. I know. If the homies can't have none. <laughs> that's the way how that version would be. When I met you last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> Before we went to the park and play ball. <laughs> and I was kind of horny. <laughs> they definitely can't say horny. That, that, that's on the urban kids bop. <laughs> that's yeah. what they need. They need kids bop with a Z on it. Yeah. It's like all the ratchet songs that we can't have kids sing. Oh, that, that, <laughs> now that right there would be greatness. Yeah. Birthday suit will be on there. Two James and Kanye. Right. You know, they would have the classes. You'd be like, Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes you love just hypnotize me. Yeah. That's how, that's how that shit would go. Yeah. I wanted oh, to God. be, I wanted to do the more ratchet stuff. Like, I can't even lie, smoke better when I'm drinking. <laughs> 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 
Run out the dick like I'm famous. Yeah. Yeah, we, our version wouldn't even be edited out. No, no. Whatever they say, that's what you kids got to sing. <laughs> this pussy be yanking. <laughs> um, all right, man. Uh, yes. I was thinking about this today, man. Um, how come we don't have an app or something at this point to tell people that their kids are in a goddamn hot ass car? Oh my god. Like we got an app for everything else. Like there's thirty some kids dying per year. It just seems like one of those things that should never, ever, ever it's happen. Like thirty kids dying per year. Yeah, left in cars. Yeah, just left in cars. And wow. now some people are trying to do it on purpose so they can kill their kids and you know, we we right. we covered some of those stories on here where like the woman left her mama or something that she didn't like in the car. Right. And, um but yeah, I think we really do like can we just get like a child seat that like connects to your phone that just like like it, like some kind of like hey motherfucker you your kid is in here what are you doing right. i feel the weight of a child beep beep you outside of the range yeah or like can we make cars where they can like sense that something's in the back seat alive and the car isn't on like right. that's a good idea they actually had this morning they were talking about this guy he had to go to court he brought his child, a three-month-old baby with him, to court. And for some reason, he heard from somebody that they do not allow babies in the courtroom. So he brought the baby back to the uh, car, strapped it in the car seat, and, and, like, cracked the windows and went back to court. What? So luckily, this woman was watching the entire thing. And as soon as he like walked away and went in the courtroom, she like called nine one one and she um she got her hand and she stuck it and she got it to be where um you know, she got to open the door. Three months and, old uh, yes. three month old in the in the courts were like we would never tell him he couldn't bring his child, like if it was that serious. Right. You know, we would um find appropriate people to watch his child. Right. You know, while he went to court. We would never tell him it's not allowed, you know. And probably to the point of, yeah, we didn't think he would leave his child. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of sensitive to the issue because, like, I remember one time, I um, I think it was my mom or my dad accidentally locked me in the car with um, the keys by accident. Um, like, you know, back in the day, you didn't have, them, you didn't have the alarms and shit. This is like right. back when, you know... You, you lock a kid in a cutlass, like, that's a death trap, dog. Like, right. They might know. not survive. You can, you're going to be sitting there watching them melt. Right. So, you know, like, it was getting hot. They, like, were like, you know, maybe we can jimmy it with, like, a hanger or something because the door, the window was yeah, barely pretty, cracked open. Pretty and I was, sure you were screaming on the inside. Well, I was too, well, I was getting hot. You know, I'm very sensitive to heat and oh. I was too, too young to understand how to unlock a door. Okay. And so, right. My dad just freaked the fuck out and like broke the window and fucked the car and was just like, and got me out of there. Now, I mean, and that was with him standing right there trying to make sure I was fine. And I think that that happens all the time. It doesn't because everybody's like shitting on these parents. Like, right. yeah, if you a horrible parent, listen, nigga, you forget <laughs> your cell phone all the time. Right. So, somebody right now listening on the phone with like 2% left and your loved one's going to call you and be like, what the fuck happened? Nobody knows where you're at. People are human and they make mistakes. I don't want to say you're a bad parent if you do fuck up. I just want to say we need a safety net to catch it because we actually have the technology that this shit should never, ever, ever be an issue. You know what I mean? It should be one of those like things of the past where it's like, 
hey remember when you used to get die in a car because we didn't have seat belts yeah that was stupid <laughs> right. so we put seat belts in the car like we and- change laws all the time we put you know we uh here we you have to have a um a chair for your kid in a car uh at a certain age it has to be facing backwards like mm-hmm. there's all these rules that we have for for shit you know we just changed the law where you can't put a child seat in your front seat like there's all this stuff why can't we just be like we need a safety device where no more kids get left in a motherfucking car that and die it's just stupid that that and the fact that now i think they got some cars some 2000 like 15s that actually have wi-fi built in if your car has a motherfucking wi-fi built in your car ought to have a feature to send something to your phone to say hey motherfucker it's somebody in the vehicle you got stitcher radio and your kid dying in the back seat that don't even make sense dog right Right. exactly (laughs) right it's gotta be like a 99 cent sensor or some shit it wouldn't call like you just program your phone number in there or a couple phone numbers maybe it can call your work and you, you and your spouse and just be like hey uh check the car you may have somebody here you know and it can tell you like if a pet is in there if right. you know you're we have car alarms at this point like when the alarm in our house goes off i get a phone call no matter where i'm at I do too. and if right. I, and if i don't pick up karen gets a call and if she doesn't pick up my fucking parents get a call no reason that we can't do this shit so um yeah and I, i'm not trying to shame these parents no, cause because i think you know it's just one of those things people you have a million things on your mind. Right. People forget shit all the time. Stuff happens. But this will be a good way to be like, this will never happen again because, you know, it's sad. Right. And, and it'll also separate the ones that it really is just a mistake to them fuck ones that are doing it on purpose. Like, right. you can, if it can alert, like the police, just like how you said, you know, your alarm your company, it calls you when, you know, your alarm's on. If it calls this person, and clearly, if they meant to do it, they're going to know that shit. Yep. And, you know, it'll also, you know, maybe even bring a police person out just in case. Right. Just, just to make sure it, everything's okay. Because it might you be know. an emergency where that parent might need assistance. Yeah, like, exactly. I, um, I was looking at um, some graphics the other day when we were doing our episode. I needed a picture for the cover of the episode. Like, if I was, I forget what temperature it was, but it was like, say, 80 degrees. If you step out of your car and it's 80 degrees outside, within 10 minutes, it is 90 something degrees inside of your fucking car. Wow. That, yeah. You, like, you can, like, this, it doesn't take long, you know? It's like that thing they tell parents where they're like, your kid can drown in less than four inches of water or some yes, shit. And people are like, right. you know, it's like, my kid, you know, I'll be fine. That'll never happen. Why would I leave my kid around? It only take a second. You just turn around. You be like, "Damn, this nigga nine. What the fuck?" Like, right? You, I was just here. Cause, you know, because children are busybodies. That's what they are. Yeah. And um, when you was talking about sensors, I remember I had a, a rental car, <clears throat> actually a rental van, which we took back. But I had a rental van, and I was uh sitting there, and I think I tried to what I tried to do. Oh, I think I tried to like start the car, and mm-hmm. I didn't have. Uh, a seatbelt on, and the car told me, "Hey, you your seatbelt needs to be plugged up." And a, it's a passenger on the other side. And I yep. looked at, I looked at my passenger. I was like, "How does car know it's a pa- How does car know you in the car with me?" And they was like, "Because it has a sensor, and it senses the weight of yeah. the other person." There's all kinds of technology. Yeah, man. and There's I just no thought excuse. that was the neatest shit ever. If and it, and honestly, if you ignore the shit, now we can just have an open and shut case. We can stop doing all this, like. Let's check his Google search history. Right. Oh, he Googled, he, he Googled, uh, leave a child in a hot car and ah! 
uh how can i get bitches if i'm a if i don't have a kid no more like you know <laughs> it's getting it's getting to be too much man we need to stop giving these people out just drop your baby off at the fire department and keep it going man because this shit getting right. crazy i'd rather you do that than try to kill him in the car yeah speaking of kids getting left in the car a father said someone tried to steal his car with his daughter still in the back seat how did this happen Dennis Morgan told Channel 2 Liz's art he was at a pawn shop Wednesday, got out of his car to get something from the trunk. That is when he said a man jumped in the driver's seat and drove off. Shit. Morgan went into the pawn shop for a cell phone and started running out the car while calling police. The suspect ditched the car to nearby Chevron, Morgan said. Atlanta police said they are in the preliminary Atlanta. Preliminary stages of (laughs) (laughs) Guess the race. Uh, preliminary stages of investigation, but that child and car were found at 209 DeLow Drive. Uh, Morgan said the incident was terrifying for him as well as his young daughter. She was real scared. She was crying, Morgan said. She was saying, where's my daddy? Where's my daddy? Police said the child appeared to be unharmed, but that emergency medical services was requested as a precaution. We are still working on gathering the details of what occurred. Atlanta police officer John Chafee said. So, yeah, man, just for a second. You know, you just turn your back like, oh, let me walk in here. Oh, shit. Niggas is still in my car. By the way, you notice that dude uh let that car go when he seen that baby was in there? Don't nobody want to steal no baby, dog. They really don't. They, they don't want the house. Unless they're a pedophile, they do not want the house that's, of a child. That's how you knew that woman was lying back in the day when she was like, a black man jumped in my car, stole my two white babies, and drove them into a lake. It's like, no nigga wants to do that time. Right. They understand oh. it's extra time, uh, extra 10 years per child. Yeah, you Love just that. 10 years. You look in the back and see two white babies. That's life sentences minimum. <laughs> Yeah, 25. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, I'm riding with the death penalty. I thought it was just Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> right. Let me stop the car and run yeah. right now. I will turn it around and drop the babies off at the daycare. Like, what, what do y'all... <laughs> Where y'all belong? Yeah. <laughs> they will get there on time that morning. That, that, they'll, they'll be looking at a glove depart, glove uh thing going, okay, wait a minute. Oh, oh, what is it? A love and enjoy daycare? That's where we going, kids. Right. I'll leave you a fucking... I'll leave you a nice letter apologizing. Right. Not dying for your kids, They'll be man. Like, um, uh, ring, ring, ring. Uh, Barbara, yes, yeah, some nice black gentleman just dropped your children off, left your car, and took <laughs> off running. He I... said he's sorry, and he left fifty dollars. Right, an edible arrangement basket yeah. for your worries. Right. <laughs> he said that's to cover the gas that he wasted. <laughs> he wished you happy birthday, and <laughs> you out of your goddamn mind, dog. <laughs> I know that dude looked back there and said, "Oh shit, a baby." <laughs> Yes, y'all can have all of this. Let the, you know, he let the AC on. Right. Mm-hmm. He might have knocked the kid. He her bottle. Like, here you go. Here you go. She, she's Your fine. Your daddy coming. Don't worry. <laughs> My bad, dog. He turned the air up on high. Lock the kid in the car. I lock you in the car with the air on. So we covered this a while back, but Sandra Bullock got a stalker. And now more yes. details are coming out, right? First, oh, she does, huh? Yeah, first it was like a nigga walked up in, he was like, I'm going to go up in your crib. And he got caught. Um, and then after that, it found out that uh, she, because she, I think she adopted a kid. Uh, but you found out that he had, he was registered gun owner and all this shit. Like more and more oh. stuff came out. So new stuff oh. is out. Sandra Bullock's recent encounter with a stalker in her home reads like a scene from a scary movie in the newly released documents, painting a portrait of an obsessed fan who described himself as her husband. What? Yep. Wow. Yep. My, looking for my husband. 
uh joshua james corbett 39 was later found to have a stash of illegal weapons including two fully automatic weapons and a machine gun in his home because you can still own a gun and think that sandra bullock is your wife i mean why not right Yes, it's a beautiful country. Yes, I like can. to apply for uh three illegal guns, please. <laughs> um, for me and my wife. But he was unarmed when he broke into her home. Investigators said the sleeping actress was awakened at six thirty a.m. on June eighth by banging noises, opened her bedroom door, and saw a dark clad stranger moving toward the stairs. Bullet um took quick action, locking the door and summoning the police. Sandy, I'm sorry. The man shouted as he was being taken away. Don't press charges. <laughs> oh, he what? took he took street harassment to the next level. That's home invasion harassment. Yeah, he's gonna it's gonna take more than you okay sis to help her out. <laughs> Baby, please like when when someone starts talking to you like they know you, man, that's gotta be like even scarier than like you know what I mean, than like a random encounter when someone's like Sandy, baby, please don't do this. We need to be together. Why are you acting? She tripping, y'all. She just tripping, man. Let me go. No. Police determined that Corbett had scaled the gates of the home and forced open a locked sunroom glass door. Uh, he remains in jail awaiting trial and could face more than seven years in prison. That's all. I mean, what are you going to do, Karen? Give him life? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, he didn't hurt anybody. I mean, that's true. Sadly, you know, it's almost like, what can you do? Because it's scary. Just to, like it's like a restraining order against a crazy person doesn't mean shit. You know, true. That that's true. Because they determine they're gonna get you. They don't give a fuck about the laws and regulations. The incident. Right. The incident shocked Hollywood and resurrected memories of other stars plagued by uh, stalkers. Actress Rebecca Schaefer was slain by a stalker in the 1980s. And her death led to tighten laws to make stalking a crime and keep stalkers away from their prey. Because we had never thought of it before. Right. Madonna, Steven Spielberg, Ryan Seacrest, Paris Hilton, and others became stalking victims but were not harmed. The writings of I'm Co- surprised at Ryan Seacrest because, you know, he that white Jamaican, so I'm, he always at work. They, that's probably they why they attack, couldn't catch him. Right. right. They probably <laughs> try to attack his ass at work because that's where he yeah, is. You're not going to catch him in, at, at home. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, got to go do some more shit. <laughs> Uh, writings of Cor- the writings of Corbett, uh, detailed in a search warrant affidavit filed by the Bullet Case investigators, reveal the depths of his obsession. Many stalkers have been ordered to undergo psychological counseling as part of the sentences. The newly released affidavits gave the first detailed account of what happened inside Bullock's home. Corbett had a letter he had written to the actress the day before the break-in, professing his love for her and insisting he was her husband and the father of her son. What? So he was just like all those dudes that go on Maury that want to be the father because he wasn't. Um, the key is you got to go in there and say you're a thousand percent sure that you're not the father. Right. And then you will be. Uh, I love you. <clears throat> he, he wrote in his letter. Mm. You are very special to me. And without you in my life, there is only misery. Oh. You are my girl. You are my wife by law, the law of God. And you belong to me and me to you. And when I met you, that got serious. <laughs> and the tears, the tears on my face, Sandy. You sound better than Robin Thicke. <laughs> well, you know, you just got to beg, right? You got to mean it. 
Gotta mean it. You begging more than he did on his old album. That nigga ain't even apologize for cheating, dog. No. I wasted, no. I wasted an hour of my life fucking with Robert Thicke, Right. Thick, we listened to that shit, and me and Roger can let that y'all like, what? And I'm surprised, DJ, you didn't get uh Brandon to play the song where he knocking. That's my jam right there. Yeah. Where he, where he beating <laughs> on the door. One, two, look at you. Three, four, she's locked the door. I keep knocking, 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 knocking. knocking. <laughs> classic album doll you like i'd be disgusted me too i would like honestly if i was thinking about taking them back and i heard the album i'd be like oh no we definitely can't do it right <laughs> you're gonna need to release some more like three four mm-hmm. more other albums so we can forget about I, this I, one i'd be like my name did be at least the minimum goal yeah why for real ain't why why you ain't even get for real on this one Right. right. I mean, and then you said he made it in like a few days. He made it in two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Nigga thought it was the blueprint. Ah, <laughs> you can't. And it sounds like he made it in two weeks. Right. Too. The blueprint sounds like he captured an iconic time in his life. This joint just sounds like, uh, like he took two weeks to make, like, like some shit on love and love and hip hop. <laughs> the Puerto Rican princess. <laughs> yes, that's um, what that sound like. And you know, whenever they're in the studio and they play their music, they only play half a bar and then somebody walk in every time. Every time. Ah! Every time. Like, I remember um, it was uh, Rashida's song where she was like talking about how hurt she was. And she was like, you lied to me and you did me wrong. And then, hey, girl, what's up? (laughs) Yeah. Mm, Just working in the studio. And then she said, man, we finally finished our song. And I was saying, finished. Right. This season three. This season. First of all, this season three. And what I just heard was not finished. (laughs) It was not finished. The most people that can't rap on beat that have a fucking out albums coming out no any of these albums come out yet man Mm-mm. no the only person sadly that actually had an album come out was kate michelle, kate michelle. right yep the peach of the south ain't get one um, <laughs> puerto rican princess ain't get one you get booed in dallas Dog, I heard they had the reunion, man. I'm mad though. They already linking details about the reunion. They said they got in a fight. I know, I know, and I don't even want to go because I have like a website. I go like Lipstick Alley. Mm. I like going on them because them hoes know everything. They know and I'm everything. Sure they got a thread because somebody was in the audience. Mm-hmm. The internet whole network is strong on Lipstick Alley. Like yes. they know everything, man. I like it. I was on there one time, and somebody I wasn't on there, but somebody sent me a link to something on there, and it was like, "Click on this, man." It was like, "It's your cousin naked." I was like, "Why would I want to see this? <laughs> like, why? Why did you send this shit to me? I don't. I will never want to see this shit in my life, man. Right. Why? I mean, cause it's not like you. Oh wow! <laughs> I can't. I have no words for that. Yeah. I don't think I. I'm not surprised to be honest. Like, yeah. That any any person that plays for the NBA, bench included, mm-hmm. they they, they, they will find the T on them. So right. <laughs> they are on there. It was so many details. I said I'm not reading this shit. And fuck you for sending know. it. Don't right. send me wow. no more shit. They was like, I thought you would want to know. I was like, well, who want to know this? 
Why you want to know his penis? <laughs> right. Who want to know this? <laughs> There's no niggas. And it was another dude too. I'm like, who want to? Oh. Well, anyway. Like, um, why would you say yeah, he need to get a side eye because he looked at that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, mm-hmm. I need to tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People <laughs> need to that. know. The, yeah. pe- the streets need to know. I saw, I saw Rod's um, cousin penis, man. <laughs> <laughs> he got to know this. The streets. Yeah. <laughs> Send. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I was going to hit him up behind the scenes. Hey, man, I saw your dick, dog. Just want to let you know. A grown ass man. Alley, dog. I'm just, just giving you heads up. Yeah, hope everything's okay with you, man. <laughs> Come on, dog. Them, them pictures blurry though. Right? Yeah, you know, she, it wasn't a good shot, dog. But you, right. know, she got like she got like half of, she got like half of your dick on there, man. I, I, I've never been on Lipstick Alley, but Lipstick Alley sound like it'd be a good porn. Oh no, nah, we've covered things from Lipstick Alley on here. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, shit, half a balls deep is like Lipstick Alley fodder, dog. They be knowing. They be. Yeah. Ah! They, they be like Paul George uh got a good chick pregnant. This what she looked like. This her Instagram. This yeah. her lipstick alley. I will give them hoes, and they be knowing shit like months in advance. Yes, like, when yes. it comes out, you be like, man, I learned on like the, I learned that on lipstick alley a while ago. But yeah, they know Instagram. Mm-hmm. They know their mama's name. They know their last whereabouts. They yep. know everything. Like I don't. It's like the like it's like the whole network is so strong that like the hoes that do the dirt report you know what i'm saying like it's almost yeah. like girl i got pregnant by Dwayne Wade last night so let me tell you this is exactly what it went down you like damn <laughs> they know everything dog like everything uh, it's scary because even when Dwayne Wade you know had that love child or whatever yeah. they came out they are they reported that like four months back prior right. they knew the girl's name they knew she had the baby by somebody else like yeah. they know everything Mm-hmm. All her pictures and shit. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they. I remember when Paul George shit happened. I was like, yeah, she moved out. She trying to. I'll be like, how you know? Yeah. <laughs> like she log in and be like, I moved out today, guys. Yeah. Dear hoes, <laughs> I moved out today. <laughs> I took. Right. I, I took three pictures of his dick. And, <laughs> and, and it's not even like you know, like us. They be doing that. They be doing like white tea like you know mm-hmm. white actors tea mm-hmm. they be doing like kim kardashian stuff like i remember when they were talking about names and they weren't you know i guess in consideration somebody posted on there saying you know they work or knew somebody that worked there and they knew all this information and connie wanted to you know marry her and all this detail and then like couple months later like all of it came true and i was like oh my god yeah i don't ever want to get that famous right me either because that's some scary ass shit all the hoes was like hoes unite where can we unite lipstick alley let's go bitches the whole network is strong i don't even know how these nba players do it man where they be like i'm gonna mess with this girl i met on instagram like yo okay all right well (laughs) your dick is on the internet we'll talk later um but yeah, uh, so he was stalking on uh, her and, uh, he put in his, uh, letter, um, uh, he revealed he'd been watching her movements. He saw her return from an American Film Institute gal on June 5th at which he could follow her inside the gates to her house. Shit. I will be waiting by those gates when you decide to open them to me, he wrote. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Uh, at any, at another point, he told the actress, you are so hot and intelligent, listen and taught. He spelled tot wrong. Uh, I think he meant tight, like the T-A-U-T. He, he, he yeah, put, these are some uh, some low-key sexual things. Mm-hmm. Right. 
that opening that gate could be you know opening them legs yep i'll be ah. waiting the letter was signed your husband joshua james corbett who doesn't have the last name as you uh the, <laughs> the police affidavit said bullock arrived home around 1 a.m showered and went to bed she was awakened early the next morning by banging noises she thought were coming from her third floor workout room the sound then shifted to the living room and she became concerned for her safety police say corbett was walking down the stairs when they arrived he acknowledged breaking in they said and told them he was trying to alert bullock that her security was not impervious to intruders what? Ain't no telling what he did. He got her hand, his hands on her. And he pulled the clear, um, he pulled that, uh, what was that show? Uh, To Catch a Predator. Oh, no, no, no. See, I was coming to let her know mm-hmm. that, <laughs> you know, someone dangerous could have got in here. And, you know, I just wanted her to know that it was, it was scary for her and she shouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Like, what the Sir, fuck are you doing here, though? Right. Could have wow. said that, could have said that on the phone right he said he didn't want to upset bullock and thought she would not be home the question on why corbett was stockpiling arms at his home and at airport hangar remained unanswered so yeah man sandy had a you know real scary run there man you know sandy is my boo i, I fuck with her i mean but we're not married and i'm not going to her house to stalk her i just like her movies right and then you wonder why some people or some uh, superstars get to the point where they have a house with a hundred acres of fucking land around it yeah because they don't want to deal with this and they will see your ass coming a mile away that's crazy man um another speaking of stalking people's houses a man allegedly claimed he was looking for Katy perry and president john f kennedy and was arrested at the kennedy compound tuesday night (laughs) now why both of them will be hanging out together i don't know me either that's something new to me maybe they're dating let's check lipstick alley maybe that's oh a a connection we don't know it's out there barnstable police were called to the home in hyannis port once owned by the late president around 9 30 p.m after getting a call from ted kennedy jr in connecticut he told officers he called the house to check on his teenage son who was staying there. But a man answered the phone and identified himself as James LaCroix. Ah, that LaCroix is not a liquor. Kennedy asked, <laughs> it does. It's new, a new, uh, alcohol by James LaCroix. Uh, Kennedy asked the officer to go to the home for a well-being to check on his son. When police arrived, they found a black Corvette parked outside and LaCroix inside wearing oh, a shit. Captain America t-shirt and sitting on the couch reading a book. Oh, what was he waiting on? He made himself at home. Stalkers are getting bold as shit now. Hell yeah. I bet you that wow. nigga, I bet you that other dude did work out at, um, Sandy's, um, room. Mm-hmm. Probably was like, I'm gonna hit the weights first before I get to this raven. <laughs> gotta get gotta get good and strong i don't like sexual assault without a on an empty stomach let's go home and make a sandwich <laughs> and make a smoothie investigators say he calmly told them he was looking for per- Katy perry and jfk <laughs> sir what are you doing here i'm looking for Katy perry and uh john f kennedy sir so smooth like too like sir one of them is dead oh right. i hadn't got to that chapter of the book spoiler alert <laughs> neighbors told LaCroix, uh, told, oh, neighbors told police LaCroix arrived at the home around 6 30 p.m. So he had been there for about three hours. Oh. <laughs> Probably watched some Netflix. I bet you cooked a meal. Yeah. Investigators say wow. he, he got in through an unlocked door. <sighs> White people. 
No curtains. A unlocked door. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah. No blinds. Like, no curtains. I don't have shit worth stealing, and I I lock everything. Right. And we got fucking curtains up. Yeah. The Kennedy compound probably got like statues and shit worth millions, and paintings that are priceless, and it's like oh, leave the door unlocked. It's inconvenient to find my keys. <laughs> uh, Ted Kennedy the third was alone in the home at the time. He was not hurt. Earlier in the evening, when teens, when the team first got home, the intruder was already there. They had a conversation. The what? Te- the team thought it was a family friend. Oh, okay. The team is like, well, people come in here all the time. This is the Kennedy family. So, well, you know what it is too. They're so rich, right? That like the kid, like they let they like to them going to your room is going to the Kennedy compound because it's a teenager, you know, like right. Oh, you know, I'm gonna go to the Kennedy compound, Dad. All right, well, be safe in that other mansion. And it's also might be one of those things, but like you say, they're to the point where they always assume that they're safe. Like, yeah. So they don't ever uh-huh. assume that anybody around them would ever attack them or around them that don't belong there. And you can tell this is people with money because I don't care what color you are. If your teenager walks in the house and motherfucker, you don't belong there, that teenager's response is not gonna be, "Yo, what's up?" and let's have a conversation. I mean, I'm gonna keep it real. Right. I'm going to keep it real, though. After two assassinations, um, I'm never going to feel safe around with my family name. Right. You know, you that's my limit. Two assassination attempts on my family, and uh, nobody gets to feel safe anymore. We have to be secure all the way down to the third. Uh, JFK, yeah, JFK the third. Like, he got to be careful, too, because um, niggas is killing Kennedys, man. Right. Y'all on the list. Yeah. You know, y'all y'all die in some tragic ways, man. Right. Fuck around and be like, yeah, some dude broke in and just shot him for no reason. Um, <clears throat> this is the Kennedy family, so they're used to having a lot of visitors, a lot of friends down there. He thought perhaps it was an associate of his father or a other family member. LaCroix, 53, of Mashpee, was arrested and charged with breaking and entering. He was held overnight by police, was due to rearrange Wednesday. LaCroix was un- was to ordered to undergo a 30-day psychiatric evaluation and arraignment was postponed until August 13th. Uh, the Kennedy family has called the estate home for generations. Two years ago, they transferred ownership of the main house of the compound to Edward M. Kennedy uh, Institute. So, yeah. <clears throat> Stalker's there. Stalker's getting comfortable reading your books and shit. Probably right. lost his place in the book. Talking <laughs> to that kid. Yeah. Hey, man, who moved my bookmark? Oh, sorry, dog. It got was, good. When I was stalking you, man, I had to... to I, I didn't know the new Hunger Games was out. Um, ah! Here's a man in Australia in uh, penis news. Oh, Lord. A man in Australia who publicly shared his experience living with a micro penis. Oh, Lord. Yeah, micro penis. Yeah. How, 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 what is that? A, a tenth of an inch? What's a micro penis? I, I wouldn't know. And I'm proud to say that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like a, a legal measurement of that. Yeah, a micro penis. Damn, How dog. How you even? This is so. How many of these sapiosexual women would uh, sleep with a man with a micro penis? That's what I want to know. That's a true test. It was like I'm attracted to brains. It's like, oh, you are? Well, I got a micro penis. Oh, not that many brains. I'm sorry. <laughs> all the all the brains in the world. Micro penis. Yeah, it says it's smaller than seven centimeters. Okay, I need how, English. How need, long that is? Can you look up how many, how many inches to seven centimeters? I sure can. You sure you didn't just have a clitoris? Like, can't you just go to transgender then or like switch your entire like? I think I would just, just switch. 
just like permanently wear a, a strap on. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think I would, I, I think I would just switch my genders, man. Okay, get... it's a uh, two, um, and three fourths inches. Oh wow, that is. Yeah, they said that is they sad. said an average man's penis uh, is at least two point five, and they said it's between uh seven centimeters, and they said compared to a uh, uh, average male's adult's penis when it's erect is five inches. So. Wait, which one? The micro penis is five inches. No, an average male when his penis is five, is a, yeah. and then the average erect micro penis is two. Yeah, two and three fourths inches. Shit, dog. Oh man, hey, it had to be you. Well, <laughs> in a in an effort to destigmatize the condition, has revealed his his he mortgaged his house to fund surgery to extend his penis. He said, by any means necessary, dog, I will mortgage my house, refinance this dick. Get and you some... know what size he gonna get? That shit about to be like 10 inches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gonna, he gonna be a mandingo. Yeah, I'm gonna get I it. I mean, if you gonna get it done, you might as well go all out. Right. Shit. If I'm going into dick debt, I'm gonna be fucking <laughs> swinging some pipe. I mean, be slanging this shit. Like, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Just go, just go, go to the YMCA just to get naked. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah man uh did you work out no nah, man i just like to hang out in the showers with the towel off yeah you know you're gonna be you gonna use your dick to pick up weights and shit yeah. you gonna pay all that money shit <laughs> somebody gonna see this bitch uh two years ago uh nimson spoke to mike a man who was uh what is medically known as a micro penis a penis shorter than seven centimeters when erect Mike shared the difficulties that this has caused him and says it has affected his confidence and made sex a physical and mental minefield. Yeah, because that is one thing that's true. Like, women can't hide that disappointment when they see a little penis. No matter how nice they are, ah! hey, the face tells. The face tells the truth. <laughs> You'd be the perfect man. If, if, if Felon Bay would have had a micro penis, everything would have went away, dog. Of course. Uh, he caught up with Mike to see how he we caught up with mike to see how he was going and what has changed for him he said i'm going under the knife again in december damn he's doing like breast enlargements you know (laughs) you got to slowly do it you can you can't you know and i I wonder is if it's like uh getting a breast implant or butt implant Mm -hmm. because i heard it's like getting a cartoon every so many years you got to go get an upgrade yeah wow his first round of surgeries which had involved lengthening and widening had not proven successful Oh shit! That had to suck. Cause my question is, where are you getting this skin from? Am I the only one trying to figure this out, or this fat from? The ligament grafted itself <laughs> into the dermal fat graft, and I got some retraction. He oh, said, "You get you are you are you putting it from your ass? Like, where is this skin know. coming from?" That's he, got, he got some uh, arm skin on his penis. His new penis <laughs> for real? Cause the the skin got to come from somewhere. That's why, that's why I'm confused. I'm like, is it your ass? Is or it maybe, your... you know what? Maybe, you know how they have the Brazilian butt lift where they take fat, and, you know, from your, like, stomach and mm-hmm. they move it to your ass? Maybe, maybe does he have a stomach? Maybe they'll take yeah. some stuff from his stomach and give him that 10-inch dick he wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getting some of that stomach dick. So he'll have a six-pack and a big dick. Right, I'm going to ah! put my guts up in your guts. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, um, Really. But he said uh, the first round of surgery cost him $45,000. Mike drew down on his mortgage to pay it up, pay for it after completing a particularly lucrative construction contract. Now he's looking for another $18,000 for further work. 
Now listen, if I spent forty five thousand and nothing good happened, it ain't meant to be. Uh, and considering that more serious surgery that will require a general anesthetic, general anesthetic, and costs even more around fifty thousand dollars. God so mighty. And my question, my question is this: because mm-hmm. I've had major surgery before, how uh, what's the recovery time like? Mm-hmm. You know, because you know when you have breast implant, a butt implant, or even a hysterectomy. Your ass got to recover. You can't, they ain't going to cut you and lodge your penis and all this stuff. You just bounce back the next day. Hey, I'm here. Right. Shit got to heal. Uh, it's not vanity that's prompting him, though. His condition has had very real effects on his life. It certainly affected my confidence. Going through school, it became more and more evident. Other boys thought it was an easy target. What are other boys doing seeing your dick? Right. What? You must be white. Yeah. Put your dick wow. up. Never, I never. Or either they asked him, and he was like, "Nah, dog." He's like, "Oh." And I side eye both of them motherfuckers if that happened. Yeah, right. like that's the thing. I never understand how that works. Like, if you did have a small dick, and another dude was like, "Oh, nigga, you got a small dick," don't you have to immediately be like, "What are you doing? Look at my dick, man!" Like that should end the conversation. Like, oh, that is right. I was looking at your dick. I'm sorry about that. That was crazy. Yeah, cause, you I know, lost my mind for a second. But I think it's a cultural thing, and not all, but you yeah. know, it's one of those things where people, a lot of white dudes, do things borderline gay, and people, other people, looking like, are y'all gay? No, I'm not gay. But then, why the fuck you looking at another dude's dick? Yeah, I, I couldn't see me running around bragging about seeing any dude's dick in right. the size of it. I never did football. Going in for a shower in groups of men doesn't happen for men like Mike. There are very few places to turn when seeking serious, helpful advice. It's difficult to have a conversation about it that doesn't descend into smut, he said. There are not many people I can talk to about it. I don't bother explaining it to most people or even bringing it up. Why? We, how would you bring it up? Oh, man, what's up, man? How, Why would you? <laughs> yes. How's your day been going? Oh, it's been going pretty good. Oh, yeah, work free busy. Yeah, work free busy. I have a micro penis. <laughs> so, yes, how do you bring this conversation putting up? Putting that out there. Uh, we put too much pressure on men the same way women put too much emphasis on box gap or boob size or bikini bridges. The medical profession wasn't always sensitive to this condition either. My mom took me to a pediatrician and made the mistake of mentioning that I was small. He said the female pediatrician said, all right, let's have a look. When she saw it, she said, I've seen smaller. And that was that. Obviously I never grew. So that was a massive fuck up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a kid penis. Why would? Right. How could you tell it was small when it was a kid? Because you're still growing. So as yeah. far as they concerned, they're like, hey, sometimes the dick and balls decide to grow at a different rate, guys. Uh, How old was he when this happened? Is she? The, it didn't say the age. She just said, a, I mean, if a pediatrician was looking at him, I feel like, like he 18. had to be young, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pediatrician should should take it more seriously when given an opportunity to start administering treatment for growth related problems. Another challenge that Mike has faced is the difficulty separating the legitimate doctors from the frauds in the area of penile surgery. There are a lot of shonks out there, but there are some good surgeons, too. I think I'm going to the right one. Mike works in a male-dominated industry in town, uh, which presents yet another barrier in attempts to find a sexual partner. He told nine stories that he hasn't been with a woman since his first surgery, so he hasn't had a chance to try it out yet. Well, the surgery didn't work, so what would you be trying? Right. <laughs> He's smushing that stomach fat up in there. Ah! Uh, and he admits that socializing with women with a view to romance is difficult as well. Where I live, it's a bit of a sausage fest. And uh, I guess you have a cocktail wiener. But then I always yeah. put myself in a position 
where I have the least chance to meet someone. To other men who may be experiencing the same thing, Mike offers support and condolence. Hang in there. If you need to seek therapy or surgery, the options are there. So Yeah, you about to lose your house. Right? I like how he's like, hang in there as I do everything in my fucking power to not be one of you. Right. But hey, if you have a little penis, you you know, get some confidence, guys. You'll be okay. Um, but yeah, man, mortgage mortgage in the house. You you know you got to be single to do that. Yeah, cause can't tell your wife, uh, baby, we gotta refi this house. I need to get some extra <laughs> some extra dick. She's like, what? Um, she be like, nigga, you better call Adam and Eve and just buy a bigger toy. Yeah, look that. I wonder, like, that means like when he make his mortgage payment, he just gonna be like, huh, paying for this dick. <laughs> Another dick payment. My dick payment is due. Uh, did you hear about the Tupac uh, Broadway musical Holler If You Hear Me? I heard this tragedy briefly. Brandon told oh, me. Oh, that's a tragedy. Yes. Yep. Tragedy. This is a real play? Yeah, yeah. It's a real play. Who in it? Uh, well, we know it's not Tupac. <laughs> If that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who's signing up for these roles? Uh, yeah, well, um, it doesn't matter who's in it because it got shut down already. Oh, after, they protested, huh? After opening to disastrous business and poor reviews on June 19th, the urban rap musical inspired by the lyrics and poetry of Tupac Shakur will close next Sunday. So you still got a little bit of time, guys, if you want to. It must have been real bad. Yeah, if you want to go see it, you need to hurry the hell up and uh, try to check it out before um, it's out of town. Because uh, once it shuts down, guys, that's it. It's not coming back. Won't be any posthumous albums like, you know, like like with him for real. See, if they had, I guess they probably didn't have the budget for this. But if they had the hologram, I'm sure mm-hmm. they would have gotten better reviews. Because, like, I even remember, like, glancing at an article about it, when, like, before they decided, like, fuck this shit. But it, the person did not look like Tupac in the slightest. It looked like Nate Dog. Oh, no. Oh, wow. They was just relying on the fact that all black people look alike. Right. Exactly. The 2014-15 brought, well, not, don't get ahead of yourself. Ah, we didn't make it 15. Think it's 2014. Broadway season is barely underway, but it already has a major casualty that seems like likely to earn a place among the legendary flops whose posters adorn the walls of theater district hangout, Joe Allen. Holler If You Hear Me, the non-biographical rap musical set in the tough inner city neighborhood in the industrial Midwest will have its final performance July 20th, just a month after opening. Assembled around the lyrics and poetry of murdered hip-hop icon Tupac Shakur, the show began previews at the Palace Theater on June 2nd, the official, uh, and officially opened June 19th. Some insiders speculated that producers might pull the plug even before opening night, given the alarmingly low attendance during uh, previews. So during the previews, nobody wanted to see the shit. Damn. Right. I mean, you think people would go just out of curiosity, you know? Right. <laughs> The Palace is one of Broadway's larger venues with a prime position in the heart of Times Square and a standard seating capacity of roughly 1700 However, the $8 million production... $8 million. What the fuck costs $8 million about some goddamn Tupac? Wow. That, that, that gotta be a lie. 
Yeah. That's gonna be an eight thousand. It's no <laughs> way. Eight million? Eight million? What is That's the money unreal. being spent on? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh man. Uh, they must have like spent seven million trying to really bring him back to life. Ah! Um the production reconfigured the theater's orchestra section, downsizing by six hundred seats, ostensibly creating a more intimate experience with the stadium style view. But even in that smaller house, the musical failed to fill seats. From the start, it posted a catastrophically low numbers, never once reaching two hundred thousand dollars since its six weeks on the billboard on the boards. I'm sorry. Wow. Hit shows on Broadway never regularly gross more than one million dollars a week, with blockbusters like The Lion King and Wicked often exceeding two million dollars. And while the average ticket price for those top sellers run from one hundred and thirty dollars to one hundred and sixty, or as high as one hundred and ninety on smashes like The Book of Mormon, the average paid admission for Holler ranged from twenty four dollars to just under forty five at its highest, according to wow. figures published by the Broadway League. But for the record, I mean for the week that ended Sunday, the musical just grossed one hundred and fifty four thousand nine hundred and forty eight dollars. Bringing in its cumulative total to nine hundred and forty-two thousand, it, it lost seven million dollars. It lost seven million dollars <laughs> already. I, I just want to know what that shit sounded like. Now, like they should record it and at least put it on Netflix or something, man. Like, man I, I would well. pay. You know, I would pay to hear that. They might as well record it and put it on DVD. They might get their money back. Take the evil out of the people. They'll be acting right. <laughs> Cause both black and white are smoking crack tonight. <laughs> they should have had the kid bop crew do it. Urban kids. Yeah. Oh, that, that would be golden. That that that, that shit would have sold out. Holler if you hear me. Holler if you hear me. Holler if you hear me. If my homie calls, that would be good. Um, do that mama song. That'd be epic. Let me do a crit walking down. Up and down the stage, yeah, that I would guess. actually work. That would be every time. Mm-hmm. Pouring, you know, they'll have their 40 ounces, you know, <laughs> but it's not bad, dog. It's apple juice. <laughs> yes. Dear mother, <laughs> you are appreciated. <laughs> oh, that would be the greatness. Now, i go see that. <laughs> Even though you were a crack fiend, mama, you always were a black queen, mama. mama. Yeah, I know you got your jazz hands every time you finish the phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I need in this life of sin is me and my girlfriend. Down to ride to the bloody end, just me and my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> They need leather coats. <laughs> Y'all, they, need, <laughs> they need to be tap dancing and shit. Oh my god! Quit, quit walk tap dancing. They be up there. <laughs> That's all you hear. Yeah, <laughs> the horns and all right. that shit. That shit would be so. <laughs> honey, give us eight million dollars. That shit would be epic. What would the chorus people? The chorus people would be there and shit singing the background. Oh, yes, I get around, round and round, round we go. I get around. Yes. Tupac in your town. I don't stop for whores. Get around. <laughs> and they will point at each other. Round and round. Round we go. <laughs> they would sing it in a round. Or... Right. <laughs> you know, you got to do that double point where you like point at each other. Mm-hmm. That'd be epic. 
I would pay to see that. Brenda's got a baby. <laughs> now, now I kind of want to see it. <laughs> Will they do toss it up? Oh my god! <laughs> they might could get Jodeci. <laughs> <laughs> they they ain't doing nothing. They ain't doing shit for her. No. Let oh me see you toss it up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring out the dance. That'd be greatness. Oh, so yeah, it it uh got canceled. The Tupac musical. There's also um a Rocky musical, and uh, it's not doing too good either. So uh, it it premiered. Wow, um, people just come to a bad musical ideas, ain't they? Yeah, I got a picture I'm gonna put in the chat of the fucking um the actor they got to play Rocky, but just like um just like Deidre said, he doesn't really look like um Right. You know, like it doesn't look like Rocky. I think that makes So why different. the fuck would people go see it, you know? That's um, a damn shame. I think this is the new way like to remake these um you know, these these um musicals and use like, you know, these stories that you could find on behind the music or just mm-hmm. whatever else like i was telling brandon and i think i mentioned this on the on our podcast too but they are trying to do a clueless musical and yeah. the the person that is you know um heading everything she's just like yeah oh i think it'll be so epic and you know when i envision share i envision Katy perry do it but if Katy Perry doesn't have the time and she's so busy, um, if she can't do it, I really, really would like Izzy Xelia to do it. What? Yep. yep. Okay. And they look nothing like any of the crew. And nothing. Is, is, is she going to do it in her black voice or is she just going to do it in her right? <laughs> right. Her, is she going to do it in her fake nigga voice yeah. or is she going to do it in her Australian <laughs> voice? Like, really? Oh, God. She's the worst. She disgusts uh, me. She the only chick that actually made me root for Nicki Minaj one time. Like, <laughs> Nicki was giving that speech and I was like, yes, fuck her. I don't even like Nicki and I was like, yes, damn. <laughs> the fuck is she even doing here? At least Paris Hill knew to sit down and shut the fuck up. And that's all she did. And she took that box of chicken stuck on me for a chair and just looked and was like, as soon as they say I can go, my ass is out of here. Yeah. That had to have been torture for her. Right. I'm actually, I'm actually glad Baby made her ass come. Me too. Yeah. I, I, but I don't know why she didn't get to get on stage with them. Because, like, when they won, they took everybody on stage she with them. I didn't want to go. And she sat her ass down, like, it's, this is not my day. This is for black entertainment. Yep. <laughs> I don't want no problems. I'm not going to be on no blogs tomorrow. I still ain't forgot that she wouldn't fuck Vin Diesel because she thought he was a nigger. So, mm hmm. Mm. Never forget. That's my 9 11 uh but yeah uh rocky is hanging up his gloves after being battered at the box office producers say tuesday that the show will play his final performance at the winter garden theater on august 17th after playing 28 previews and 188 regular performances what's that like when you get canceled but you still got like 99 performances to go yeah what is your motivation man oh man adrian <laughs> you can't do it, Rock. Dun, 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 dun. Can't do it. All them fake ass whoopings. Who wants to deal with that? 
yeah i don't want to see this shit if you can even understand what rocky's saying because i couldn't understand what he was saying in the fucking movie of course not like you know like i'm gonna go see that james brown movie but i'm a little i'm a little scared because i can understand every word chadwick boseman is saying (laughs) (laughs) it's not with no translation i keep watching the previews and it's like you know what i mean he trying but if they really did it real we'd all need subtitles for this shit like James, well, you teach him how to do the master table. Like, yep, that's perfect. <laughs> keep, keep it just like that. I don't know what the fuck you just said. Uh, based on Oscar winning nineteen seventy six film by Sylvester Stallone, the musical features a score by Ragtime veterans. Uh, <laughs> Ragtime. Uh, Stephen Flattery and Lynn Irons, and a story by Thomas Meehan, who wrote Hairspray. Wow. Uh, Alex Timbers directed the musical stays close to the film, which charted the rise and romance of an amateur boxer and debt collector, Rocky Balboa, who got his shot against an undefeated heavyweight champ. Andy Carl starred as the hero. Uh, the musical, I mean, the musical never took off after mixed to poor reviews, despite the spectacular final few minutes when the boxing ring is lowered into the first few rows. It broke the $1 million mark only once. And lately has been, was making only half of its, uh, earning potential. So shit, that sucks, man. Rocky uh, got knocked out. Wow. Unless you do a magnif, um, magnificent. Uh, thank you. Magnificent, uh, story, original story. Most people do stuff that's already been done before and yeah. just kind of put a twist to it because when it comes to plays, uh, I don't know a lot, but I know like the 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 cats, the cats is one, and Tin Cat on the Roof. I'm probably mispronouncing all mm-hmm. them shit. Lion King. Cat, I think it's Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Yeah, I know. Tin <laughs> Cat on a Roof. I done tore it up. You yeah. was in the same area, girl. Right. It's Fine. a. It put like this. It's a roof. It's tin, and it's a goddamn it, cat. It, instead of right. <laughs> instead of rent, you gonna say mortgage? Right. <laughs> right. That's the what it is. It's all getting paid to the white man. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. So unless you got some shit that's already, like, known to make money, it's really, really hard to do these, uh, quote-unquote, original stories. And they are mimicking, but it's bad. Yeah. Well, let's play our games, guys, all right? First game we play here at the Blackout Tips is a game called Fucking with Black People. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time for fucking with black people. The musical that you all came to see that never ever gets canceled, even though we would love for it to be canceled. Um, it's where we rate everything from zero to one hundred and how much is fucking with us because it's fucking with black people. Today's contestants, white gays, are back for the third time this week. Uh, <laughs> they've, they've been on a roll a racist man uh that, that that had problems with a judge and a dude that uh if we have time claimed an african nation all right let's get to it <laughs> Not the whole nation. steve fries wrote on time which is quickly becoming the gawker of magazine what the fuck happened to time dog it used to be a time where you're like <laughs> hey man Remember, yo, Time Magazine wrote about this, and you're like, what? Let me go sit down for 30 minutes at least and read this article that goes in depth and breaks down all the way. 
time now is just publishing anything dog right and i told you we said that we talked about it before mm-hmm. they fired fucking editors they fired the people that read people's shit went through people's shit had standards and wouldn't just put anything out there now they give people to log in and say post that shit yourself and this is what you get now it used, used to be like damn time wrote about this it used to mean right. now, now it's like damn time wrote about this right like, <laughs> what is this shit so they let somebody else publish another uh opinion piece and it says dear black women oh white gays are your allies so don't push us away what that's right let us tell you how we gonna help you stop telling us how you need our help we too know what it's like to be ostracized and pushed down in the early months of our relationship my now husband Wanted me to understand something fundamental about his taste. So he took me to a concert with acts I'd only vaguely heard of. I knew Queen Latifah, obviously, and was somewhat aware of Erica Badu. But the rest of the line, why is it obvious he knew Queen Latifah? I'm like, uh, drag Queen Latifah or she gay. So, you know, I know that. But the rest of the lineup at the <laughs> 2005 Sugar, Wa- Sugar Water Festival, a short lived summer showcase for black songstresses, were new to me. Also new to me as a child of an upscale white Long Island suburb, the composition of the audience. There were an overwhelming number of black women filling the vast Mandalay Bay Convention Center, which was unusual enough for a show at the Las Vegas Strip, but these women were accompanied, to my surprise, by more than a smattering of white men. Gay white men, that is. Very gay white men. White oh, men so named Shaquan. Yeah, my, white men going by Shaquan and Latoya. Um, using black slang and twerking um (laughs) those relationships fascinated me and made a certain sense it's easy once you start to imagine it to see the natural connection between the two ostracized groups both of which have translated that margin marginalization into defiant self-affirming subcultures my then new beau came of age in the urban nightclubs of washington dc new york and tampa all places where many white gay men found acceptance and common cultural cause with their oppressed black sisters who in turn flooded the scene, seeking the places to revel away uh, from so many predatory, demeaning straight men of all races. Last week, that allowance came under attack by a misguided University of Mississippi senior, Sierra Manny, who believed she was defending black women from cultural theft by launching an assault on white gays who, to her mind, behaved too black. She zinged, you are not a black woman and you do not get to claim either blackness or womanhood. It is not yours. It is not for you. Others have already burned the piece to its homo ignorant nub, noting that Manny writes cluelessly and obscenely about the nature and challenges of being gay. Her fire is fueled by, it's not about the challenges of being gay. Right. It's about, it's about black women. Right. Who was reading it going, she really didn't cover my problems. They're just mad because she said something about gay men. Like, honestly, when she wrote it, I was like, is this really that big a problem? And then every response to it, I just go, I guess it is. Like, mother hit dogs are hollering. People are mad as shit where you really should be like, uh, it's not that big a deal or, hey, I'll be mindful of that and let it go. No, and you've always said this, and I believe this, you can't tell white folks what they can't do. Yeah, they hate that shit. They come out the woods. 
her fire is fueled by some undeniably racist interactions a supposed epidemic of white gay men who actually wish to be called by stereotypically black names and anoint themselves strong black women it is difficult to dispute that such behavior is weird and offensive but it's illogical to suggest all gay white men are thieves on that anecdotal basis alone first of all she didn't say all gay white gay men she sure did and that's one of the things that kills me is when someone's talking if they're not talking about you then you shouldn't be offended by it. walk the fuck away Every day I go on Twitter and I see women being like, yo, I'm getting street harassed out here and this shit is crazy. I've never once said, what? Fuck that. I ain't never street harassed nobody. Why? Because I ain't never street harassed nobody. They ain't talking about me. It's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking easy. It's one plus two, dog. It's three. It's very fucking easy. I didn't do this thing. They are mad about another type of nigga. Sorry, but it didn't, it is not my problem. The time I crossed the bear, it's not my time to get involved. I don't need to shut them down because they want niggas to stop doing annoying shit. If, if women were going around saying men need to stop beating me, you won't catch me being like, well, uh, I don't beat my wife. So I don't see the problem. Like, shut the fuck up. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> right. And it's very idiotic. And when you say that, you're dismissive to what that person is saying. Right. And another reason that this person, listen, the person starts this article saying they are so horribly unaware of black culture. They barely knew who fucking Erica Badu was. Wow. Right. Do you think that maybe you don't have enough experience with black people to even know what the fuck a black woman's burden is dealing with these people that the men who do hang around since you don't hang around these black women or around these men who hang around these black women you don't actually know what their interaction is and how it's tainted by their own race like right like it's like when i tell a, a white person i'm like yeah man i got pulled over for being black the other day they can't imagine it like it's like well why don't you get why would you were you speeding no i wasn't right. speeding well, what, did you have like a gun on you? No. no. Were you talking on your phone? No. no. Did Were you have you... <laughs> drugs? No. Nigga, I was black. I was black and it was Tuesday. That's how it happens. Right. So then they start questioning you like, right. you did something wrong. Yeah, what like... did you do wrong to provoke the situation? Or right. it's like, no, you, you're, not, you're not getting it. Yeah, she's telling her experience. And I'm sure, and I've seen other black women talk about it over the past few days. Like, this is my experience too with gay white males. It all of a sudden it's like I can go black I can go ebonics talk because a black woman's around right. and you know I can adopt their culture and it's, they're like no nah, it's not cool it's not cute it's the same thing where um you have a, if you have a white friend you know and you're a black person you're maybe you're straight or whatever but a white friend's like yeah my nigga you'll be like what are you doing dog right this is not cool <laughs> you don't talk like that stop mm -hmm. this um, is not who you are yeah we can't be friends if you patronize me like this because right. it's more like you're mocking me than we're being friends right um, yeah here here's what else manny overlooks in her full frontal assault white gay men as a group could be the truest friends black women can have in american society no alliance is perfect, but this one has the potential, if nurtured properly, to reconfigure the stories of race and gender. White gay men, once intensely vilified, but now able to harness our white male privilege for good, having learned that what being on the outside is like, are a conduit through which black women can work against both countervailing forces that push them down. Yeah, as long as they kiss your ass and never call you to task. And, and and as long as they never bring up their blackness well it's just a, it's like exchanging one form of subjugation for another form of subjugation where it's like hey let us help you as long as you don't have any opinions <laughs> right oh you oh you oh you don't like what we just did well you can't say that no honey no then it becomes problems and it becomes issues yeah. you know we are aligned 
on certain things. You know, we are aligned on, let's, let's say, uh, about, uh, gays getting married. Okay. Everybody's aligned with that for that. But when you talk about, uh, LGBTs, uh, black LGBTs and how they're treated in the prison system, we don't want to talk about that. Right. If you mm-hmm. want to talk about LGBTs and, and, and how whenever they, uh, go register to vote, people give them problems. Whenever they, uh, have all these issues about their sexuality, it's a lot more to it, but we don't want to talk about well, that. Well, if you, if I have to kiss your ass to get you to care about what's going on with me, then it's not an alliance. No, it's we're not, not. We're not friends. If I, the only way you pay attention is if I kiss up to you and let you get away with calling yourself LaQuisha and saying black slang around me. That's the only way. Like, come on, man. Right. And at the end of the day, my problems don't matter to you. Right. Why? Exactly. Because you're white. And that, and that's something that people don't want to admit. Yeah. Yes, both groups are oppressed. Yes, both groups have issues. Yes, both groups are ostracized. But also... You also have to look at there is a difference in the group. When you are white, you have a privilege in our country. I don't care if you're gray, straight, LGBT, mm-hmm. you are white. I don't care if you're Kim Kardashian. Yeah, people you white. Can, people consider her white. I'm, and, just, I'm just kidding. People do consider her white. I don't I care know. what she is. <laughs> no, I, oh, okay, okay, then. My bad, Smart Coco. <laughs> she's white then. Because she, she's treated white to me. So in my book, she white. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one of those, and she get a lot of privileges that a lot of white people do. And it's one of those things where it's not about your ethnicity to me, it's how you're treated in our society. That, that's kind of how I view, uh, it. Cause a lot of people go, well, she ain't white. Okay. But. Nah, she, she not white. She not. I mean, I mean yeah, her, her ethnicity, technically, yeah. technically no. But how is she treated though? Um, have you seen what white people say about the Kardashians? Honestly, yeah. They shit on them. Fuck with no Kim now. They do not like, fuck with not, them at all. But they, but they really don't fuck with none of them like that. But, Especially because they... But like I have, she, she literally was talking about how um, some person came on the plane and was like, you got a, you got a, a baby by a black man and mm-hmm. calling her a nigga and shit. Yeah. Lover. Meanwhile, uh, Angelina Jolie can go adopt black kids and it's fine. Like, it fine. nobody brings it, up any of that shit because, you know, she's actually white. They're, like, they're turning on the Kardashians because they're like, we allowed y'all white privilege and then y'all turn your back on it and start fucking with these niggas? No. Back to niggerhood. And, and, and I guess that's the part I don't understand. They making money. Like, white people are supporting them because niggas ain't giving them billion dollar contracts and shit uh, like who that. Buy, who buying these apps? Who watching these shows? <laughs> Black people do support them. Yes, they do, but 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 not to the extent where they're they're on E and all that stuff. Black, you, okay. For example, white people support Stacey Dash. Is she white? No. Right. You don't. You you. White people can support like people that aren't white. That, that's yeah. it's not. It doesn't have to be a one to one correlation. Like they, I think if I think a huge part of their backlash is that they had quote unquote white privilege. And the more people found out about them and the fact that they actually fuck with black people, uh, the less white they got. Courtney, well, not Courtney. What's the other one? Chloe. Chloe. This, this, this bitch is wearing Tim's right now. Yeah. Fucking with French Montana. The niggas of the niggas. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the same man who is technically still married, not separated. Married, got like three kids, ain't paying shit to that household. And walking around like he's single, mm-hmm. and got Chloe, yeah, smoking damn L's and wearing Tims yeah. and drinking forties. Like, 
Yeah, they. So they went from white privilege to now non-white privilege, but yet they still making all this money. Karen, what do you what do you expect them not to make money? You, no, making I'm, money in America doesn't mean you're white or black like that. It just means people are entertained by what you do. It it has nothing to do. White people can be entertained and fascinated by shit that's not white. You know what I mean? True. Like, it's just like uh, gay people can make money on TV, uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, only gay people support them, right? It, it, or only a certain race supports them. It's, it's like you get the money where the money's at, but people are fascinated with them, but I don't think it's because they think, oh, these are some white people. I think they're fascinated with them because, uh, you know, the sex tape, you know, the big old booties. And they fuck with these niggas, dog. Like, <laughs> honestly, like if they stop fucking with black people, they might not be I able mean, to sell shit. Even if you look at Courtney, like Courtney, yeah, she having, I think she's still pregnant, but three kids, two, three kids by the, you know, Scott, who is white. However, Scott be with all the niggas. Like, he be mm-hmm. hosting parties with like Puffy and Trey Song. Like, mm-hmm. he be with all the niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just so funny to me, but. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the thing that's funny to me is like, if it wasn't for a sex tape, dog, nobody would really. Keep, None of them. They better keep, be thanking Kim every fucking day. Right. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Right. And 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 I guess I guess like I say, maybe it's just my perspective in the way I do understand what y'all saying, but my perspective in the way that I'm looking at it is one of those things where, uh, if it wasn't, how can I say this? I still think there is some white privilege, even though she's not white. Uh, I th- yeah, but that's not. I mean, she has privilege, but you're talking. I, my opinion, I think you're talking about class more yeah. than you're talking about race. That, okay, and that, then yes, like, I agree. Yes, if you have, you make a certain amount of money in this country, and you come from a certain, you know, like background. Um, they like they were rich before they did anything with TV. So, yes, like they they have a certain classism that has allotted them, you know, privilege in America. Now but that's true. I wouldn't call it white privileges. You know, I mean, no, because it's. Point now, um, I think they wanted to even film something. Like I think it was Chloe and uh, Courtney wanted to film something. They wanted to do it at the Hamptons. Then white people was like, "Hell Hell no, no, Mm -hmm. we don't want your kind here at all." Kim showed up to um, be a quote unquote date for this billionaire's uh, birthday party, and some dude showed up in blackface, going, "I'm Kanye." That shit don't happen to white people. Hell no. Yeah, it does, it just true. doesn't happen. Like that's it, true. Nobody would show up in blackface and be like, "Hey, Madonna, I'm your son." People or like would, Heidi Klum when she was like married to Seal. That yeah. wasn't gonna happen to her. That shit would never happen. It's like this. No, they not white. They not necessarily <laughs> black, but they definitely not getting treated white. And not in America. Motherfuckers call her nigger lover at the chiropractor. Like, what's wrong with people? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, now that part I agree with you. Gay, gay white men, in fact, pioneered a prototype for this. So what? black people, oh. yeah, we're no longer the pioneers. Not long ago, the biggest barrier for social acceptance for gays was heterosexual men. Then we co-opted them. At first, oh. at first, those odd enough, uh, old enough may recall, straight men refused to even speak to us, lest others per- perceive them as less than fully viral. Oh, so those men still ain't out there today? Uh, if not gay themselves, even though... Even those who deigned to be friendly um, did so at arm's length, claiming to be discomfited uh, by irrepressible images of us with them in sexual positions. 
over time this eroded they, ah! li- they liked our music straight women liked our clothes and our hair and our manscaping and straight men will do just about anything to appeal to straight women we were house proud fashion forward smart and funny versed in both high and low culture by early 1990s straight and urban men even accepted a hybrid moniker the metrosexual I don't uh, know what the hell that is. I don't know any. I've even in my lifetime, I've never known any man, straight man, to be like I'm metrosexual. Yeah, nobody claims that. Yeah, it's a, it's like a running joke of, oh, you mean you're gay? Right. Okay, guess what that means? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just, I've never it's, met the met. Like if 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 someone was walking around proudly like I'm metrosexual, other dudes will be clowning that. Like, oh, okay. Right, and it, it means just basically that. You have you are a quote unquote straight man, but you you have qualities. I guess you do things that could be considered gay, but not on the sex side. Mm-hmm. Just you keep your you keep a well appearance. You yeah. you know you actually wash, uh, get your nails done, and your yeah. feet done, you, and there's nothing wrong right. with that. Yeah, I'm not saying put anything. lotion on. Yeah, I'm oh, not saying so anything. So you're not ashy. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, right. Not saying anything is wrong with it, but I know dudes dudes did not accept that as mainstream culture. Like straight men weren't going around like, man, what I got to do to get metrosexual up in Hell this? Hell no, nobody, no no straight man. Yeah, is not saying I'm metrosexual. Yeah, he, he like they're not telling no they're not telling a chick that. Yeah, he re, this is some revisionist history right here. Um, yeah, you were confused so many people talking about I'm metrosexual. She be like, bye, no metro. Yeah. Metrosexual mean you got to explain yourself a right. lot too much. Right. <laughs> nah, you, just, you need to call to the metro. They don't have sex on that. What are we talking about? That conversation kind of be so damn confusing with me. Uh, once those lines were blurred, once straight men not only accepted gay men but sought our advice. Remember, queer eye for the straight guy. Oh, yeah, a show that gay people and women watched. Right. Men weren't <laughs> men weren't watching that. Man, no, not straight men. Men of all sexual orientations could see their similarities far outweigh their differences. Familiarity bred affinity. An affinity for straight men to realize they had little to lose and perhaps the admiration of straight women as a fringe benefit by fully supporting equality for gay people. Cause you know how straight men all fully support equality for gay people now. No. It's a huge deal. Our willingness to share our culture facilitated this detente, detente. All right. Uh, we will, but willingness may be a strong word because it would have happened whether we were happy or angry about it. Manny, can bark at the gay white universe to lay off, but an appealing means of expression and art are the ultimate in open source culture. There is no question white gays have intrinsic advantages over black women in American society. Sure, we've taken our lumps, but black women certainly win the sweepstakes of oppression by a landslide. It is, in fact, this basic difference, race, that has enabled us to blitz through our civil rights movement in head-spinning fashion while black women continue to face painful economic and political hurdles. Why did gay rights go from fantasy to entitlement in the blink of a historical eye? Even as other oppressed minorities fend off efforts to deny them the ability to vote or obtain a decent education because so many of the gay men and women who came out were white and thus already embedded in the nation's most powerful institutions. But we're here now and we're natural allies. The Because I'm telling you so. The mutual fondness between so many black women and white gay men arises both from from similar, if not shared experience, but also a strikingly similar approach to coping with it. Some tropes emerge from black female culture and some from the gay world. But how or why is the stuff not of pundits or essays, but of doctoral dissertations by social anthropologists? We aren't going to get to the bottom of that on Twitter. 
still cultural alliances like this are rare and should be treasured not chastised black men didn't have one neither did jews or native americans arab americans sure don't but through some fluke of cosmic association black women have kindred spirits and white gay men don't push us away first of all black men didn't have one's bullshit black women right nobody right. nobody loves to support black men like black women they period. Sure, yeah that's something people don't want to address <laughs> so i don't yeah because even... black black women will go through some shit for the love of a black man yeah. you don't got to be fucking them just the love you know yeah. that's whether, it's my your brother. Son, whether it's your son right. your brother your father like she will nobody holds black men down like black women it's not even close and you know, and, and I'm, and, and a lot of times that, that has not been returned, but. No, it has not. Yeah, been. but, but you can't be like, oh, black men don't have any allies. Um, anyway, um, zero to a hundred, ladies. Do y'all, how fucked with do y'all feel about this article? Oh, wow. Accept their allyship. Do it! Cause we told you. Mm-mm. So, no. Karen, zero to a hundred. Oh, for, oh, for me, it's 100. Okay, all right. What about you, Deidre? I would give it a smooth 90. Oh, well, it's got to be intervals of 25. So, I'm around. Oh, 25? Oh, I'll give it 100 then. All right. Okay. And I'm going to give it 100 also. That That's terrible. I hate when I hate when someone tries to speak up to you like, hey, if you want to be my ally, this is how you do it. And then right. you be like, I'm going to be your ally and I'm going to tell you what the fuck I'm going to do. Like, just be like, I'm not your ally then, dog. Just, like, I would rather you just be like, I actually then don't call me that. I'll, I just want to steal your culture and not care about your issues. Can I just <laughs> go back? Can I go back to that? Motherfucker wrote a piece in t- fuck time. Right. Um, <laughs> a business owner attacked a judge outside the Daily Center. Oh, um, shit. Mm hmm. Uh, I think this happened in, uh, I want to say, yeah, Chicago of of all the places where the where the niggas outside protesting President Obama. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, we read we read something yesterday on the show where the Chicago uh, man is charged with slapping uh, and spitting on a Cook County judge. This man, fifty-five-year-old David Nicosia, faces four counts of aggravated battery and a hate crime. Police say a seventy-nine-year-old judge who is African American passed by Nicosia at the Daily Center while she was smoking. Nicosia reportedly became angry she was smoking near him, then said to her, quote, Rosa Parks, move. Nicosia slapped her and spit in her face. Cook County Sheriff's deputies at Daly Center arrested him. Don't worry, guys. It's okay. He was gay. Um, <laughs> zero to 100, ladies. How fuck with do you feel? Oh, 100. She really, uh-huh. They may be glad they was on uh, the grounds of the uh, courthouse. Hmm. And not in front of her house and some shit. What about you, Deidre? Zero to a hundred. That is a hundred. Are you fucking <laughs> serious right now? That is crazy. Yeah, man. He called her Rosa Parks too. That that's just. Mm. He's seventy nine. He probably don't even know any other black women. Right. Move that's over. And you know, I, I said, you know, like spitting to me is like the ultimate disrespect. Right. Yes. Like you can get killed like that, but. Mm. Look what, oh. Right, because you putting bodily fluid on me, dog. Yes. What if yes. he? What if he only knows civil rights, black women? Move over, Betty Shabazz. Spit. <laughs> just a whole. He's just been going around telling black women that shit for like seventy years. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking he hip. 
Watch out, Mary Bethune Cookman. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Can't you see I'm trying to do something over here? Why don't you go relax your hair, woman? <laughs> <laughs> Martina the Luther the King. <laughs> Tired of shit. Um, and uh, we'll cover this guy. He's a last fucker with black people. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save him till Sunday because this story is so complex. I don't understand it. And people have been sending it to me. And I'm just like, I don't know what this means. Something about a man claiming a land. I don't know. All right. Let's play our last game. Guess the race. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we have our contestant today, Deidre from Where's My 40 Acres, a.k.a. Miss Music Lover, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along, and they are racist. All right. <laughs> uh, you should see me right now. I'm doing my Miss – you know how they do it the, uh, when they're on their shows and they give those Miss America waves? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now. Giving those cheesy smiles like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> an Oklahoma woman – led police officers on a high-speed chase by swerving all over the road, and it was caught on camera. Luz Avila, L-U-Z is her first name, Luz Avila, told Chickasaw police she didn't stop because she had a preference as to which county jail she wanted to go to. (laughs) She's like, hold on, I think it's a left here. Uh All right, y'all can arrest me here. Just uh, Are we we in Cookman County? It's right across the street. It's right across the street. Yeah, they have better, you know... uh amenities at this one i need to go to this one yeah i actually left some stuff here last time yeah uh, i'll take my old cell barbara they, they, <laughs> the snacks here better mm-hmm. dash cam video shows a car traveling up about five to ten miles over the speed limit that's it but what happens as the officer pulls out uh after the vehicle is when things really get out of hand first of all what are you doing pulling somebody out over for five or ten miles Really? They, they do that. They have nothing to do with Chickasaw, Oklahoma. Nope. That must be those little itty bitty towns. Right. Mm. It's probably one of them speed traps too. It go from full, from from like seventy to forty five. Ma'am, do you know what you were doing wrong? I don't know. Five to ten over the speed limit. Damn. Yep. <laughs> you can't let this go. Shit. Tell you what, I do your favor. I write it down to two over. Instead of pulling over, they always do that. By the way, I got you doing seventy million in a forty five. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll just write it for fifty four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll just write it for nine over, so I don't have to go to court. That's really oh, what they saying, right? So you won't fight it, and I won't have to go to court and take a day uh, down there. Instead of pulling over, the driver accelerated the speeds approximately ninety to one hundred miles per hour. Ooh! When you're doing ninety miles an hour and you're weaving all over the road, just the slightest movements by those other vehicles could be a catastrophe. Just a few miles from the county line, the driver pulled over and told the officer why she took off. Apparently, the driver did not want to go to jail in Grady County. She wanted to go to jail in Caddo County was her explanation as to why she did not pull over. Maybe um, Grady County, maybe she got beef. Might, might be. Yeah. She, you know what? She was like, if you're going to catch me, you're going to catch me because you go from 
55 to 90 she was she she was like oh I, I can get down about 10 minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> a villa may have stopped the car but she didn't want to get out of it the officer yelled at the suspect to get out of the vehicle but she had no luck he pulled out his gun backup officers were called to the scene and one by one all the suspects got out of the vehicle several people were taken to jail villa is facing several charges including dui and eluding police oh she was drunk too mm-hmm. so deidre guess the race of luz avila well even though she's acting as if she got privilege, <laughs> um, that little name there is kind of rough. So mm. I'm thinking like Hispanic. All right. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Um, a couple of sprites with no beers. That poverty mobile is real hard to steer white. Oh. The water from her back dripped on the road, causing her to swerve, Latina. Oh my! One who, <laughs> one whose back could be used for a slip and slide. Oh, <laughs> white black person running from the cops can't guarantee even making it to jail. Latina running away from the border. Hispanic water was pouring off her back, causing a road hazard. Hispanic one who knows the penalties and the laws and the jails with the best amenities. J Lo. Oh. She played any mini mighty mo with the prison industrial complex. Privilege white. <laughs> <laughs> beaner white she loves telemundo and univision ciela cruz white lady one who watched the world cup after the after yeah after the u.s lost latina and latina the correct answer is and deidre got it right latina <laughs> many of you got it wrong okay. <laughs> you trying to give them a slow clap mm, they get the boots yeah what about the name luz avila made people go that's a white lady right that's what i heard when i heard that name i said oh yeah it's either us because mm-hmm. we will be ethnic right like that. yeah or i said it was yeah hispanic or something and l-u-z that, like that's an odd first name i don't think we've ever had an l-u-z on the show Mm-mm. um so <laughs> i can see now that would throw people off a little bit um trying to put the ch- the picture in the chat but it's moving kind of slow care um uh man is accused of dismembering dogs in reno a 24 year old man accused uh, was arrested and accused of killing and dismembering about five dogs at a reno motel he was arraigned monday according to reno justice court jason brown has been accused of five felony counts of willful torture of an animal and one count of possession of a controlled substance meth Brown's next hearing is set oh, wow. on Monday at 1.30 p.m. His bail is set at $35,000. Earlier this month, Reno police received a call from a manager of a Super 8 motel, uh, leave the light on, reported suspicious activities in the room. Upon arrival, police found about five dogs that had been dismembered, drugs and drug paraphernalia such as a hypodermic needle, and, uh, such as hypodermic needles, according to police report. Four heads were also found inside of a small refrigerator. Oh, my. Along with several wow. knives and, and scissors. He cut them dogs up. Yeah. Uh, Brown had fled the scene as the, mo- as the motel staff checked the room. Yeah, he must have been like, housekeeping, shit. Got to put these. <laughs> Should have put these dog car- carcasses up. Uh, guess the race of uh, this white man. Oh. Oh, 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 wait. I already said his race. Damn. Yes, you did. Sorry about that. <laughs> He's a white man. Come on, guys. Everybody knew it that. Is, yeah, when, once you said math, that's, that's, that's white man's yeah. drug. 
you about as bad as me the other day yeah that was it was too obvious i couldn't even help myself all right let's do a different one <laughs> rock hill an ice cream truck was the getaway vehicle for a rock hill woman accused oh, Lord, of that's down the street from us i know i was gonna say that's down the street from y'all mm-hmm. all right just remembering you rocking you be at rock hill uh <laughs> an ice cream truck was a getaway vehicle for a rock what a terrible getaway vehicle you that loud look ass for ice the, cream look truck. Look for the ice cream truck. Like you, uh, you know what you're gonna look for? All the children running after them. It's like where's that huddle for the children running after a big ass truck? Yeah, That's those, her. Those poor, poor kids. Right. If she zoomed by him and don't stop, slow sh- down. <laughs> right, because you know you don't know how to turn that damn loud ass music off. Um uh, she's accused of stealing two pairs of underwear from the Dollar General on Cherry oh. Road. Oh! Police say the 34-year-old shoplifting suspect put the undergarments in her purse Thursday. Now you still in underwear from the Dollar, Dollar General. General. Let her have them. Right. Them jobs. Yes. Them jobs. Seventy-five cent. Yeah, you need underwear if you steal it from the Dollar General. Exactly. Like so, I would have paid if I was. Right. I'd be like, man, sir, please just let the lady go. Here's. Uh, a dollar and fifty cents. Right. Let her have them drawers, please. Um, it was Thursday afternoon. She then walked out of the store without paying. She then fled in a white ice cream truck. An officer was familiar with a woman matching the suspect description who operated an ice cream truck. So it was her work job. She Oh she's like, Oh, I gotta get some new drawers for the job. <laughs> Police went to the woman's home in Catawba Terrace neighborhood and told her she was caught on surveillance video stealing from Dollar General. Lisa Ayanone was arrested and charged with shoplifting on Friday morning. She was still held at the Rock Hill Jail on $2,000 bond. Ayanone also was charged with shoplifting in March, according to records uh, from the state law enforcement division. Guess the, rec- the race of Lisa Ayanone. I know. Mm-hmm. I want to say she's white. All right, let's check the chat room and see what these races believe. Because I'm sure it's something racist. White gay man who wanted her ally black <laughs> want to be her ally oh. black. Sweet tooth trying to win the twisted metal tournament. White. It ain't that bad out there for white folks. Black. White. Pine Rooter. What is Pine Rooter? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's, race that's, that is. That's a new slang. I know. That that lost me. Yeah, Brandon, you need to explain that one. Uh that racist white stripper took a trip down south. Pink toe, whiter than the tidy whitey she stole. The water from her back turned to ice in that ice cream truck, so she needs to cover her goods. Whiter than the milk used to make the mm-hmm. ice cream. Vanilla, one whose favorite flavor of ice cream is jalapeno. Oh my. Polar bear, big old white drawers. Sells tobacco flavor ah! ice cream. White woman with a flat booty. And, uh, and okay, and, and apparently Pine Rooter is, is Brandon's granddaddy word for white. So the correct answer is white. white. And Deidre did guess white, right? Yeah. Yeah, but some people And some it. of you niggas missed it. <laughs> That's right. Gotta get your racism up. It's hard out there for a white woman in these streets these days, guys. You try to put on some draws and you can't afford them no more. <laughs> then you gotta, you gotta go to the Dollar General. You still, do- man, you still in draws from the Dollar General, man. Life is hard. Life is <laughs> real right. hard. Like that shit would make a good, like, life comes at you fast commercial, you know? 
Uh, I you know I always picture Dollar General draws to be like the the draws that Haynes decided they couldn't use because it's just right. they, to know defects. and they probably got like you know pickle juice spilled on it during construction. <laughs> It's like my thing about the dollar store where I think everything in there actually has lead in it. And <laughs> it's just a way for China to ship their excess lead out of the country. Right. It's like just paint it with lead and send it to America. They'll, they'll, buy, <laughs> they'll buy anything. Um, all right. Here's a, let me uh, go to the bonus round. Where's my bonus music? Uh, <laughs> Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's why right, it's double the points, double the race, and the bonus round of guess the race. So far, Deidre is two for two plus the one gimme that I gave everybody. Uh, so now let's see if she can do it with the pressure on the line. You getting nervous, Deidre? Yes, just a little. All right. Um, here's a story. Right now, Marissa Jasik has more on the late breaking news that we told you about at the top of the hour. A woman's elderly neighbor is behind bars, accused of murdering her. Marissa, what can you tell us? Hi, Kurt. Well, News Channel 3 just spoke with Catherine Ann Fleming's daughter, who tells us the 84-year-old man accused of murdering her mother has lived right next door for more than 30 years. Wow. Hampton police say this man, 84-year-old David Jr. Pretty, murdered his neighbor last week, shooting 65-year-old Catherine Ann Fleming right outside her home on Shawin Drive. Fleming's family tells News Channel 3 the two have known each other for decades. They say Pretty lived right next door. She goes to work, she comes home. She didn't bother nobody around here, nobody. This is Sam Fleming, Catherine's husband. News Channel 3 spoke with him Monday. He says his wife had just got home from her job at the local DMV when she was gunned down before she could even get to her front door. I just don't understand it. I never thought something like that would happen to her. Pretty was arrested today. He's now behind bars, charged with murder in the Hampton City Jail. Marissa Jasek, News Channel 3. That's pretty petty of him. Um... <laughs> Guess the race of David Damn, Jr. Pitt. Yeah, plus, like, if a woman works at the DMV, like, I know it took them so long to narrow them suspects down, because it could have yeah, been anybody. Right. Right. It's like, we just need to go through a roster of everybody she's ever waited on. What? Uh, this is hard. Um, my gut is telling me, though, <laughs> that... This was a white man that got mad and was just fucking fed up. So I, I'm going to say this is a white man. It's a white. Right. Let's check the chat room. She is in misery. Ain't nobody who can comfort the white. Oh. <laughs> One who recruits followers to his cause with delicious candy. Uh, no four, ah! no four year old to save him black. The people that I have known pretty were white. This is our country white. Wish Wilson has done had done that to the toolman Taylor White. Uh he's going he's gonna be awfully pretty in prison. White. Oh pretty is a white name, white. White. He got tired of her privilege driving Miss Daisy. He was black, she was white. Man who uses cheese flavored bullets. White Poe Bucker. Oh Whiter than the white fury that was burning in his heart. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> 
the white jerseys. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, open carry defender and people purchaser. The, oh. <laughs> the correct answer is white. Oh, look at me. Deidre is on a hot streak. Right. Three for three. Um, a couple of you guys missed it. All right. Last story. See if Deidre can go uh, four for four here with the plus to gimme. Bantam, Connecticut. Okay. A 49-year-old Connecticut man faces threatening charges after a woman told police he stabbed a watermelon in a passive-aggressive manner. <laughs> the registered center citizen oh. of Torrington reports... That car- watermelon wasn't giving up that juice? <laughs> <laughs> Carmine Cervellino. Cur- Cervellino. Okay. I think that C is pronounced S. So, Carmine Cervellino of Thomaston was arraigned Monday on charges of threatening and disorderly conduct. He was released after posting a $500 bond. Police say the woman had gone to police on July 4th to report finding drugs, including marijuana, in Servalina's toolbox. He was not arrested. They say she later returned home to find a watermelon on the counter with a butcher's knife in it. She <laughs> God damn. Wow. It's, just, it's like that cake in uh, uh, Thin Line. <laughs> she reported that Servalino then entered the room and began carving the watermelon. She called the incident passive aggressive and menacing. No one answered the phone call Tuesday morning to the Servalino home seeking comment. Uh, guess the race. Oh, gosh. Well, see, black people ain't carving shit, so <laughs> that's out the question. Yeah, they ain't taking the time to carve out the watermelon. That That's not, uh-uh. All right. Um, damn. Car- I'll, I'll say. What's the last name again? Carmine Servalino. And Servalino is spelled, I can give you the spelling C E R V E L L I N O. The fuck? Is that even Italian? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, let me check the chat room. The one who refers to blacks as moolies white. Oh my. <laughs> my ace boom boom. <laughs> Italian. Tonight this watermelon sleeps with the fishes. Scoon <laughs> Geely eating Italian. Chicken and watermelon aren't scared, sa- sa- sacred to him white. Oh. He's been stabbing watermelon black. <laughs> oh <God>. <laughs> <laughs> He's been stabbing. He's been stabbing. People purchaser. One who's mad that Rocky Musical was canceled white. Palest of the pale. <laughs> one who would call blacks an eggplant or moolie, if you will. Tony Soprano's cousin. Went to see the Rocky Musical opening night white. Oh, damn. I missed his name. He's definitely white. He dares to face watermelon. Purchases cheese whiz in bulk. Rocky Balboa fan. And a real nigga would have ate that watermelon cannoli sucker. The correct the correct answer is, is, and everyone got this one. He's white. Mm-hmm. And Deidre went a perfect four for four, guys. All right, Good she job. hit a streak. She she hit some she hit some she was hot on that racism. I think it's because she reads all them ratchet stories on Where's My 40 Acres. Right. I knew she would be. I knew she would be good at the game because sometimes she be reading stories. I'd be like, we read that. Um, 
all right last thing before we go got to talk about sore ratchetness guys okay it's plaguing the nation and the whole world people need to know at the testifying on wednesday double murderer accused jayadron sunath flashed his middle finger oh at the media because that's whose father was <laughs> durbin Samurai Sword double murder accused Jadrin Sunath has conceded he committed an offense by helping his former co-accused clean a crime scene and conceal evidence. Sunath, who was, be- was being cross-examined on Thursday, described how he cleaned the blood off the walls and the floor of Adrian Varen's house in Chatsworth. He, cha- he detailed before a full gallery at the Durban High Court how he helped toss Kavendran Naidu, 25, and 22-year-old Sebastian Chetty's bodies over the fence. State advocate Vera Alachand, Alamchand questioned Sunath, 36, on why, despite several opportunities to do so, he did not try to get help. He put it to Sunath that did not want to acknowledge he had made a mistake. If you put really wanted to come clean, you would have done so the first time uh, Varen left you alone, she said. Sunaf kept respond- responding that he was confused and did not want to rush to his family, but think about it first. He had earlier testified about wanting to go see his parole officer to tell him what happened. He, he wanted to do a lot of shit, but he didn't. Nope. He also said that when he contacted his sister to ask her to go with him, she said uh, the police were at his girlfriend's house looking for him. On Thursday, Sunaf said he had been thinking about going to his parole officer. A normal person thinking about going for help would have acted on this thought. You didn't, said the lawyer. Right. Sunath has pleaded not guilty to killing NATO and Chetty with the samurai sword and robbing them of their gold jewelry, cell phones, and R5,000 cash. Viren, 35, is serving two life sentences for the murders in August, from August 2011. He pleaded guilty shortly after his arrest and was also sentenced to 20 years for robbery with aggravated circumstances, which is running concurrently with life sentences. He said Naidu owed him money after buying a television set from him and that he and Snoonath had plotted to rob Naidu. When Naidu arrived at home with Chetty to pay the money he owed, he also bought, uh, he also bought too many, wait, buy two more television sets. The men were lured one at a time into the house and killed. Well, damn. Sunath had testified that he was not at the house at the time of the killings because he had left to smoke two Mandrax tablets at a den nearby. This is definitely not American. When he, yeah, Mandrax, I never even heard of that. When he returned, he saw the bodies. Yesterday, he and Varen both uh, said Varen gave him 500, wait, R5000, whatever that is. I guess that's their money. 5,000 rubles. Let's just make it up. Fuck it. Ah! Give him 5,000 rubies, like like Link, for helping him to clean the house and get rid of the bodies. He said Varen brought out sheets, and they wrapped each body in a sheet and carried the bodies out of the house one at a time and threw it over a fence. Nigga, this is a murder plot. Like, right. Yeah. You can't be in court talking about somebody. I'm not guilty when you did all this shit. Right. Wow. Anyway, this is how delusional these fucking sword owners are. They will kill you, cover up the crime scene with their buddy, and then be like, I'm not guilty. What did I do wrong, officer? Like, ah, why you arresting me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I don't even understand why I'm in court. I, I, I didn't do nothing wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's it for today. 
thank you so much Deidre for joining us yes. I really enjoyed it it, is, it was absolutely my pleasure thank I had so much you. fun it's, all, it's always fun with you with Deidre and see like every time Brandon had me on something happened and Deidre can't make it so I'm glad right. we could get on this show together <laughs> I was like good we got Deidre on well I've always said that my organizer skills are much better than Brandon's <laughs> and uh, when I say something's gonna happen I put it together man every single time and uh he won't hear this for for days he's too busy traveling and working so um oh and it's rupees okay not rubies and wait it's oh 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 okay i know what you guys say i thought they were correcting my joke i was gonna say it's rubies in link world yes it is but i guess it's rupees in wherever the fuck that sword crime happened <laughs> um make sure you guys go to itunes get the uh audio plays the best of Roddy Karen, where Karen is paid to have her country twang mm-hmm. um, on her voices, uh, on, on the uh, on the audio tracks. I am. Go to our Adam and Eve, uh, knock the cobwebs off of your pussy, and stop, <laughs> stop being so mad all the time. Uh, get, get yourself an <laughs> orgasm. Uh, treat yourself. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys um, next time. Uh, until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.